0: A Russian pilot who defected to Ukraine with his helicopter last year has been found dead in an underground garage in Spain. Maxim Kuzimov's body was found with gunshot wounds in Alicante last week, where he'd been living under a different name. Meanwhile, Polish farmers say they'll step up protests at the border with Ukraine, blocking almost all traffic in a row over cheap grain and other agricultural imports. Well, Kiev says it's informed the European Commission of the actions of the farmers and expects a robust response. Let's talk to the BBC's Ukraine correspondent, James Waterhouse, is on the line. James, thanks very much for taking our, our call this lunchtime. First of all, um, uh, Kuzminov, who was he uh, and uh, why why was he killed, one assumes, by um, Russian security forces?
1: Good afternoon. Yeah, Maxim Kuzminov is part of a real security coup for Kyiv, where Kirill Budanov, the country's head of the security forces, His unit, his department, oversaw or negotiated this defection by Maxim Kuzmanov, a Russian helicopter pilot. And in real dramatic fashion, in August last year, he flew his helicopter with its crew across the border into uh, eastern Ukraine, which is controlled by Kiev from occupied territory. It came down as the remaining crew members ran back towards Russian territory They were shot dead. He was awarded half a million euros for switching sides. And Kiev has said all along that he would have been protected inside Ukraine. He asked to go to Spain to reunite with an ex-partner. And now we have these reports that he has been shot several times, as you say, found dead uh, in a a garage on the east coast of Spain. The authorities there are not saying much, but the Ukrainian intelligence services are saying he was indeed taken out by Russian russian agents Mm. of some form the kremlin said he was a a, a corpse anyway because of the way he betrayed his country we know moscow goes after defectors in the past i think of the salisbury poisonings in in england when they went after Sergei skripal and failed but took the life of a of another woman who lived locally so yeah it's quite it's quite a dramatic end and and Mm -hmm. some would argue not surprising
0: and presumably designed to send a message to other would-be defectors we we will get you
1: Exactly, and if Moscow, the Kremlin, Vladimir Putin is preoccupied by anything, it is internal consumption. It is what the Russian people make of his decisions and actions. And if it is suddenly portrayed as being acceptable for Russian service personnel to switch sides, to, to, to leak secrets, to fight for the other side, they want they will be incredibly keen to send a message. And I. I mm-hmm. Whilst the Spanish authorities are fair, remaining fairly hush about this, you can expect the Kremlin to talk up the demise of, of Mr. Kozmonov. No doubt about that. Right.
0: I want to come to these farmer protests on the Ukrainian border, but first of all, more, more broadly, um, the, the report suggests that Ukraine is very much on, on the back foot on the battlefield at the moment.
1: That, that's an understatement. I think, you know, we, we've we talked before and we talk about junctures in this war, but this is an incredibly dangerous moment for Ukraine and its allies. We saw the fall of the small town of Avdivka a few days ago, uh, and it poses a lot of difficult questions. This was a city that Ukraine had held on to firmly for the past decade, but Russia just, is just making its size count. It launched wave after wave of attack, and the Ukrainians, we keep hearing the same phrase. I'm in V. In southern Ukraine at the moment, they say seven to one. They are outmatched by the Russians by seven to one in terms of ammunition, artillery shells, but also numerically. Like, you, the Ukrainians really are up against it. And we are seeing waning Western support, notably from the US, directly hamper their abilities to fight on the front line. And you wonder, because at the moment, the Russians are pushing in around five areas of the front line. They are not stopping at Avdivka. You wonder whether it will leave a reinforce that scepticism in the West that Ukraine can't win this war, or it might jolt the West into some kind of unity, the type that we saw in the outbreak of this invasion, to try and ensure that Vladimir Putin can't go further, because you can be sure he wants the whole of Ukraine, and what Ukraine argues is that he won't stop here, he will make a push on NATO members in the longer term.
0: And in relation to support from Ukraine by Western and EU countries, um, that that support has its limits as we're seeing with these protests in Poland?
1: (laughs) Oh, it's a, a hugely frustrating sight for Kiev and, and Ukrainians. I mean, this is something where you have, it's a bit of a paradox. You have Poland, this this loyal ally of Ukraine with this war. It, it is a country that knows what it's like to be on the receiving end of Russian aggression. It's a staunch military ally. It's one of the biggest military spenders in NATO. And yet it has this huge agricultural Row that keeps building. Polish farmers are not happy with Ukrainian grain where um, export tariffs were lifted during the outbreak of the invasion. They say that's driven down grain prices in Poland and leaving farmers short of making any kind of profit. We it, We thought it had been sorted out by the European Commission, but it's reared its head once more. They are blockading um parts of the border aside from military imports and what ukrainians are doing Mm -hmm. they're launching their own counter protests blocking crossings as well so it's becoming an increasingly messy situation to the, the real annoyance of kiev but of course to those farmers as well across the border
0: all right james we leave it there thanks so much for that james waterhouse bbc ukraine correspondent